From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Wednesday, June 9th. I'm Sarah Reif. A proposed development in the western hills of Ukiah has neighbors fuming as the city takes steps to acquire an annex about 700 acres off of Redwood Avenue in the headwaters of Doolin Creek. The property currently belongs to David Hull, who gave the city 188 acres adjacent to the proposed project parcels late last year. Part of the plan is to break 54 acres into seven lots for single-family residential parcels where owners would be allowed to build one main house and one additional dwelling unit each. According to city documents, no purchasers have been identified and the timing of the sale and development of the properties is unknown. The remaining 640 acres would be rezoned public facilities, which is the same designation used for city parks. The property is still on county land, and the project would need to go through Ukiah's Planning Commission and City Council before the city could even start the annexation process, which could take a year. But last month, when the item was scheduled to come before the Planning Commission, 38 letters came in, only three of them supporting the project. A few others from agency representatives offered analyses of what would be needed to carry out the proposal, but most expressed opposition on the grounds of increased traffic, fire risk, and impacts to wildlife. Ted Aff is a retired Oakland firefighter who remembers fighting the Oakland Hills firestorm of 1991 before wind-driven blazes that jumped over freeways had become a way of life in California. And so when I see a development like the uh, Western Hills development that they're proposing, um, I'm very skeptical about that kind of building, given the knowledge that California has already. We've already seen wildland interface towns uh, burnt to the ground. AF and other members of the Fire Safe Council are worried that the homes would be on the wrong side of a fire break meant to protect the city from fires coming in from the west. But Maya Simerson, a project administrator in the city manager's office, says that's been vetted. We actually revisited the site with um, a retired fire chief from Cal Fire that had worked on the project and our Ukiah Valley Fire Authority chief and the fire marshal. So we've had them all look at it and basically they have confirmed that having homes on the other side of the fuel break does not take away from the validity of the fuel break. Its purpose and its design is to provide a layer of protection to the urban interface and defensible space for the firefighters to stage if needed. And so they feel like the impacts, if any, of having homes on the other side are very minimal. She also said homeowners would have to maintain the properties according to fire code and the rules of a homeowners association. Retired Cal Fire Battalion Chief Michael Maynard, who is responsible for local fuel reductions in the last 10 years, wrote a letter saying he thinks acquiring the whole properties would reduce the risk of catastrophic fire in the Ukiah Valley. There's a difference of opinion on that. To, to make it short, we, we have different assessments of the situation. Um, there are 54 acres with 14 buildings on the wrong side of a fire break that he himself built. AF is also leery of the cost of the project, which hasn't been worked out yet. This whole thing is still being negotiated, which is why apparently they claim that no numbers are available on what it's going to cost the city overall. When you include everything that they're devoting, they're dedicating to the 54 acres, plus the cost of the 640 acres, you'd have to factor in fire services, police services, sewage services, but there'd be a number of things in that equation. 
that would represent some expense to the city. So presumably they calculate that kind of stuff. The city would be inquiring the property with the improvements already installed per city specifications. So the underground work laying in the conduit for electricity, the pipes for water and the affluent line coming back down the hill would all be being installed by the developer and we would be purchasing the property with those improvements already made. At that point, then, yes, it would be the city's responsibility to uh, install the water tank and uh, maintain the system. It would be part of the city's system, and we would have easements that give us control of the all of the utilities, including everything in the ground on the way up the hill. So the, the rest of the city taxpayers wouldn't be on the hook for any of the private development? Uh, no, no. Another supportive letter was from a real estate agent who reminded the commission that the hospital is always trying to recruit doctors who go to other areas with a larger inventory of homes. An opposing letter writer declared that single-family homes are so last century. And AF thinks a lot of work is going into building a few homes for rich people. And the views are spectacular. You will have no neighbors because your neighbors are spread out over 54 acres And the only road that comes to your development is the (laughs) cul-de-sac. Oddly enough, they characterize these properties as moderate income properties. So either their scale of what moderate income is, is far different than mine, or they're downplaying the value in order to fit in with the city's general plan that requires a certain number of moderate income houses. Symerson says she thinks the developer would build on the land even if it stayed in the county and the city didn't get involved. In the meantime, the item is on the agenda for tonight's planning commission meeting, but Symerson said staff will request that the item be delayed to a time and date not yet certain. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.